Welcome back again, everybody, to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness. My name is Charlie Rydell. On today's episode, we are talking about injuries. Now, if you've ever stepped off of a couch, you've probably been injured in some way, shape, or form that happen all the time inside and outside of the gym. But what should you do about them? Should you fight through it? Should you shut it down? That's what we're going to talk about. Myself and in April sit down and talk about personal experiences with injuries and also about how to coach athletes when injuries happen. Now, disclaimer, before this episode does start, none of us are trained physical uh, professionals in the medical field. These are just our opinions and anecdotes to it. So take it for what you will. We hope you enjoy our episode on injuries. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Charlie. Hello, April. Hi. Hey. How are we all doing today? Honest answer? I know you got hit with some news today, so. Yeah, so for transparency, people aren't listening to this on, I mean, we're recording on Friday, but we just got hit with another two weeks of quarantine. Up till yesterday, I didn't really expect it. I kind of thought we were going to go back this coming week and then we saw last night that it was going to happen and I, and I don't know if I just kind of lived in denial for 12 yeah. hours or whatever but yeah then it hit today and it kind of it kind of stung a little bit it, 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 I mean, it really sucks not that it sucks for us yeah for sure but hopefully in the long run we won't have any setbacks and then can hop into yeah you know back, we get to keep back going. to normal yeah, we get to do more of these. Yeah, and it kind of segues into our topic today, which is injuries. And since a lot of us are kind of not doing what we have been doing in the CrossFit world, our normal workouts, some of our, our bodies are kind of resetting. And who knows how they're going to feel once we get back into the gym. And sometimes this little time off will help our bodies as well. So today's topic for all y'all is injuries. Mm. We're just going to talk, dive deep into the injuries. Not per se, I don't really want to focus on how to prevent injuries or what type of scaling you can do for injuries or all these different stretches, which are all great, but I kind of want to get a little deeper because I know we've all experienced members that have been injured and stuff. And I kind of want to dive into like people's headspace or minds when an injury happens and what that kind of feels like. So you ready, ready to take that little trippy trip with me? Oh yeah. Let's take a trip. Let's take a trippy trip. (laughs) All right. So first I want to start with both of you, mostly related to CrossFit. Have you guys had any, I know you guys, both of you haven't had major injuries where you've been out and had to have surgery or anything, but any injuries where you've been, that kept you out April, I can start with you with your pregnancy is considered kind of not an injury, but definitely needs to a change. Yeah. And then Charlie, I don't know if you've been out for more than a month or something where you had to scale for that long. And I just want to talk to both of you guys, because I know you guys are both competitive and really like to go hard at your workouts. And when an injury happens, sometimes we have to like take a step back and reassess things. So, um, April, I will start with you. Have you had any other injuries besides being pregnant 
even though it's not an injury, but it is a change. So I, and how did that feel for you? Yeah, I, I did. I, the most memorable thing I can think of during CrossFit is I did have like a pulled back muscle during a period of time that kind of made me have to change my intensity in the gym just Mm -hmm. while that was healing. And it was super hard mentally. Similarly, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Pregnancy was very similar. It was very mentally challenging. I think even more than the physical part was just changing how I thought about the workouts and thinking about what was best for me in the long run and how to make sure that I got there. Charlie, what about you? I've actually been pretty fortunate. I've never had what I would consider a major injury is anything that keeps you from out of the gym for over a week and I've, okay. and I've never really, I've never really had one of those. I've had tweaks and tweaks and uh, pains. Have you had a scale like for, for sure. more than a week or? For sure. Yeah. There's been, okay. I've had, I've had back tweaks. I actually have one right now just from sleeping weird. I think most of my injuries don't actually even come from right. directly <laughs> from the gym. It just comes from like, right? I think Life. sleeping. It's probably yeah. my, yeah, sleeping is my most troublesome thing that I do. But I've had like a frozen shoulder. You were there for that where I, I, I couldn't raise my arm yeah. and it was weird. I have a nagging a knee injury that I've had for the past 15 years. But no, like as far as, I mean, no, I really haven't had the major ones. But if you want to talk about minor ones, I am, I'm your guy. Well, yeah, and, and I do. I want to get into that. Of First of all. Yeah, like, well, that too. But how are you feeling? Like when you walk into the gym, because I know people have gotten injured and we don't see them for a long time, right? Like they just kind of disappear. And then there's the opposite where there's some members that come and they are there till two hours later. But I guess I really want to know is how, how did you feel when you walk in and you know you're injured and you're like, oh, this, I could kill this workout but I can't. So does that make you not want to go to the gym? Does that make you think people are looking at you like, Oh, they're going to say, um, why are, they're going to wonder. And I know people feel that way. I think at a, at a certain point I did when I was a, you know, was a younger, a younger boy, a young, uh, a young buck. <laughs> yeah. Doing young buck Chuck doing uh CrossFit. I would, I would say much more so. Yeah. But I, but over the years, I've, I've actually kind of learned some good mental gymnastics. And like, if something is bothering me, and it's usually my knee is what it is. That's the one that kind of flares up biweekly or whatever it is, where I can turn that into an opportunity to do something else, maybe work on another weakness, whatever it is, maybe have something actual gymnastics or whatever. I don't, as much as I'd like to work out hard in the gym, I don't really have that last gear that I think a lot of our athletes do, where I can like push myself to pain or like push myself to the point of injury. I think that's why I've stayed away from major injuries is because as intense as I can get, I don't go full stupid and lose all form. I try to keep everything as best that I can. And I'm just not an Mm -hmm. angry workout type of person. What about you, Ape? Like, yeah, I don't. If, before you even knew people, knew you were pregnant, and then you had yeah, the so scale. That's or a something. little bit different in that <laughs> before people know that you're pregnant, you're like trying to keep it a secret. So that's weird. Like when I'm trying to scale stuff, and I'm like, people are gonna know 
that I'm doing right. this for a reason. But that's not so much like an ego of like, I want to do it RX. It's just like, I want to keep this secret. So that's a little right. different. But when it comes to like, I agree with Charlie, like I haven't had a major injury. But when I had that, that back muscle that prevented me from doing some things, yeah, I think that it just, for me, my mindset was like, gee, I really wish I could be fully healthy and do go as hard as I want. But I knew that if I were to do that, I would set myself back. So I just, I still like to come into the gym because I knew that all the work that I was going to put in was just going to build my base and make me stronger once I was healed. So what would you tell members that say have a hurt wrist? And we don't see them for two weeks. How do we get them into that mindset of you can still work out? You can still do other stuff. Well, I think that there's two different kind of, and Charlie's more of an expert on this than me, but I think that there's two different kind of points. One is that there's so many things you can do in the realm of fitness and movement that like, there's so many options that you can do without one part of your body. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of things you can still do in the gym to stay fit and healthy without using the part of your body that might be sore or injured. And I also think that there's a lot of mobility and rehab that you can even do with your injured body part to make it heal faster than just sitting at home on the couch. What about you, Charlie? I would say probably, again, I'm probably going to get a little bit of backlash from this. And I think we probably should put this at the very beginning is... None of us are doctors. None of us no. are. Well, these are all level <laughs> one and two. Yeah. Ugh. No, these are all level, you know, these are our opinions and our anecdotes. But what I would do or what I would encourage any athlete to do that thinks they might be injured or they don't know if they're injured or if it's just sore. If you have a good relationship with your coach or coaches, I would go to your coach first and ask him or her or email him or her and say, hey, here's what I'm experiencing. What do I do? If you don't have that kind of relationship with any of your coaches, I would maybe reconsider who your coaches are. But typically from there, if you, ha- if, you if you really trust your coach, a coach can tell you what to do. And if it is something that's a little more serious, they will tell you to go to the right kind of sports doctor. I can't tell you what tends to happen a lot of the times is somebody will either work through pain that they shouldn't. They should go to the doctor yeah. or somebody goes to the doctor and they don't need to. But they don't go, but they go to the wrong kind of doctor. They go to their general physician where their MO is just to keep you alive, not necessarily fit. Those are two very different things. And they just tell you to shut it down when your coach could have helped you either get healthier faster or worst case scenario, not injure it more and actually work on some other things and continue to get fitter. So that would that would be what I would tell somebody to do is if you're not sure, or even if you're like if you're lacking that last 10% of how sure you are, ask your coach what to do. Cause they're going to give you an, un, an unbiased opinion. Flip side of that. What about these people that are injured and still want to push themselves to that point of I'm doing everything RX. I don't care. As how a, do we deal with that? As a as coach a and coach. somebody, <laughs> as a coach and somebody who programs workouts, it's probably the most frustrating thing. Uh, yeah. Because it makes me want to move away from an RX kind of mindset, which we could talk about that in a, in a whole other programming episode. But people will take Ooh, the that is RX, a good topic. Yeah, okay. the, yeah. People will take the RX or what is prescribed as the gospel, and that is what I have to do. When that's just kind of the surface, and it's 
the stimulus that we're trying to preserve. And if the stimulus becomes compromised because so-and-so has a hurt wrist and they want to try to go overhead with 200 plus pounds, but it takes them forever because, you know, they have to mess around with the half a roll of tape that's around their wrist and they have to modify how they do it. And it takes them twice as long as they only get half the work in. That's what mm-hmm. they were supposed to do. It's almost like you weren't even working out anyway. That's, yeah, that's really, really frustrating. And the hardest part about that is when us as coaches see that, we know how to, we know to address it, but way too often does it not land oh, with that type of athlete. Uh, yeah. It's the big it's, EGO. It's super frustrating. Your coach knows what the stimulus is. They've seen the whole you know, cycles worth of programming. They know what's coming up and they know that it's not worth it. Here's why we're doing this. You know, it looks like it's, it looks like it's, you know, shoulder overhead, but really what we're trying to do is we're trying to build shoulder stability or we're trying to build shoulder endurance or or whatever it is. So if you continue to go too heavy when you shouldn't, yada, yada, it just, it just throws everything off. Have you had that, April? Um, I I definitely have you I, run into that. Run into athletes, yeah, that have even informed me that they had an injury or wanted modifications for such, and then went about like using that same injured body part, <laughs> which is super hard because I like I I care about. I know we all do. I just care about their mm-hmm. health and well-being and so but there's only so much you can you can do everyone is a do. free person and they're going to make their own decisions but I I think that especially at our gym our coaches are really good at not being afraid to speak up and say something and that's really kind of that's our place and our responsibility and that's at the end of the day that's kind of all we can do do you ever get like would you have addressed someone like I get this feeling sometimes a lot like I've addressed someone and they're still doing it. And then I like, do you ever think like what other people that are working out are like, Oh my God, why are you, why are you letting them do that? No. Like, why are you letting them do do? Take the weight out of their hand. (laughs) Well, no, I know. I agree. But I'm just wondering. I I don't have any shame. I don't have any shame in like (laughs) being a broken record and just continuing to badger and repeat myself. If I don't think what someone's doing is best (laughs) for them. So hoping they'll change. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that, Charlie? Or like, are you just like a, I think like... I did it. I think I did at one point. I, I like athletes to develop autonomy a little bit. I mean, I definitely want to still be a source, like a source of information and stuff like that. So even if they don't come up to me and I see it and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of, I'll guide them to where I want them to go. And then, yeah, I see it all the time too, where people will still kind of go through it. I'm, I'm of the mindset of, I'm going to watch you. And as long as I don't think you're going to continue to hurt yourself, I'm going to let you go. Once I see you become a liability in that sense, I'm going to just full on stop you if I need to, but I'm going to let you fail on your terms and then kind of bring you back to, okay, Hey, what happened? And then kind of get there through the inception route what happened? What do you think you did wrong? What could you do next time? And that way it kind of becomes their idea. So hopefully the next time that they're injured and they're thinking about modifying, they can think back to, oh yeah, I made, maybe I'm not there or they just didn't like it. I realized last time that it didn't work out when I had this instinct. Maybe I should go against my instincts and do what. Yeah. People buy in better when they think it 
when they think it in their head when it's their idea yeah yeah and i think that's just an experience thing so we have the ego part but then there's the part where a lot of people won't come in at all because they are so concerned about what others think of them during the workout that they're not lifting enough that they're not doing the same movements and I know I've had people come up to me and have said like oh so and so makes a comment or Mm -hmm. I've had people say oh they someone's commenting about my workout and how do you deal with that that's I think a big one especially for injured Mm -hmm. people because it can kind of scare them off of I don't want to come back Mm -hmm. then till I am fully healed I think it's a tough it's a tough spot to be in for sure. It's easier to speak on the outside, but I think um, because as much as we all want to say like peer pressure, we're grown up and whatever, like all of those things still impact most of us. But I think it comes back to what we talked about in our motivation about like, what's your why? Like, are you coming to the gym to gain approval from your fellow members and athletes or is it for something else? Are you doing it for yourself and really focusing on like your purpose of being there? Um, and that might help you not care about what other people think. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is why we have Abe. She gives the mature answer. I'm going to give the, I'm going right? to give the dickhead <laughs> answer. <laughs> when I coach in a day and if I see a hundred athletes in a day, I can tell you almost exactly what each one of those athletes did. But if I'm in a class and I'm taking that class. I am so self-involved that I do not know right? what anybody else is doing, nor if they come up and tell me what they're doing, do I care? And that, and that's coming from your coach, somebody who should be invested. But if I'm taking that class, like I'll like see who else is around me. And I'm that kind of person who I'll race the 60 year old next to me who may or may not be modifying. Again, it doesn't matter. I don't think about it, but I'm just trying to keep up the intensity with and for everybody. I've never looked at somebody, nor nor do I think, I think we could maybe think of one or two outliers, but I don't think really people care if you're scaling or modifying. Oh, I totally agree. And also- But a lot of people think that people do. And it's because they care. I think that they care. Yeah, people build this image up in their heads that oh, people look at me or this certain thing. Now there has been as as a coach where I'll see somebody maybe underperforming or not doing what I think they could be doing for that day's workout. Right. And ninety nine times out of a hundred, you talk to that person and it's usually oh, I've got some kind of injury or they're having a bad day or a lot of stresses. There's there's almost always you know, I didn't sleep through the night. There's almost always a reason that how that goes away. Yeah. A reason. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's got a story behind what their, what their effort is for the day. And I don't think I've ever found out that it's somebody just like, mm, uh, I didn't want it. I think the whole, like you said, Charlie, with, when I come to the gym, I'm super excited mm-hmm. to see people like mm-hmm. for a class. And I talk to them beforehand and stuff, but yeah, you're right. Once that workout starts, in the like, zone. I could give, I could give two shits what other people are doing. Cause I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I've gotten that, like you have the worst workout face and I do. And I think it's cause I'm dying every time. <laughs> and so, yeah. And if people, people really only care about yeah. themselves. Yeah. Your really- coaches. If you really dive dive deep into uh, 
when you work well, out. Well, and they should. I mean, when, I mean that's yeah. why we're all there, right? The work right, on yeah. ourselves. As much as we like hanging out yeah. with people, this is for better self-improvement. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Put it on the whiteboard. Um, what? Anne said Charlie was right. I'll mark my calendar. 4.24.20, 8.31 p.m. That happened. We made it, y'all. Everybody have a good night. Stay safe out there. <laughs> Segue out of that one. So, back to the injuries. You're welcome, too. Thank you. You're welcome. That's your one. That's, one That's your one. Again. Yeah. So, all right. So, we want to get these people back in. Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. I mean, that's the whole point. Like you said, you're there to work out. But, hey, I, I'm feeling really shitty about myself. I'm, I, I have a hurt toe. I can't do anything. Like, what is my motivation now? Like, that's the hard part, I think, is the now we're up to the I feel sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get into that hole of I have, and I didn't come for the couple of days that I was out and now I'm not coming yeah. for a while. And how do we get them back in? I want to hear from Ape on this one just because I have a super exciting yeah. answer, but I want to hear what Apes is. <laughs> oh, thanks. I mean, I think like you just said, I think if they're not, if we're not seeing their faces at all, it's just about continuing to reach out and making them know that we miss them and that we want to see them we're here to help always if we are seeing people even even like just here or there or they're coming and just really struggling with it I think I I think that everyone has like an athlete mindset and you just have to and they're all different so I think you have to just really tap into that specific person's mindset and kind of see where they're at and and kind of go from there devise a plan from there just from personal experience I remember vividly I don't even remember like what year it was when I had this back muscle thing but it was at the old gym and probably I was deadlifting I'm sure um I know exactly what it was I was there I saw I saw that I remember the exact lane you were in (laughs) I remember your injury I do remember yeah I was I mean I I mean I was in the gym but I just had to carefully right I yeah you were in the gym but um, yeah I don't know, those massage PT people. I noticed. I was like, why isn't she lifting? But I, I did a lot of her. like, yeah, <laughs> and look at, I got back. So it's just, it, it was an encouragement to go through that because I kind of trusted it. But I still remember to this day what Charlie said to me. He tapped into my little competitive athlete mindset and told me, because I was most afraid of losing all of my progress and like starting back at ground zero. Mm-hmm. But he had some kind of like motivational conversation with me about, how this time could be pivotal for me if I worked on building my base and focusing on my weaknesses and a lot of the things that I kind of didn't spend as much time on because I was focusing on strength and things like that. And that if I did that, I would not only come back, bounce back to where I was, but I would be stronger and a better athlete. And sure enough, those things were true. So that's just really encouraging. And I think that those kind of conversations and tapping into like what people's fears are, during their injury is kind mm-hmm. of how you keep them encouraged and also keep them on track to be back and healthy. Awesome. Wow, I feel like I set myself up for that one. Now give me your great answer. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Abe. What, yeah. What's your great, what's your great, awesome, exciting. No, it, it's what I was going to say is that sometimes when I, sometimes when there's an athlete that skews a certain way, either body weight or they like to only do heavy stuff or whatever it is, kind of like what Ape was at. She was neglecting a certain part of the, her fitness. And one of the great parts about CrossFit is there's so many things to suck at. 
that none of us only suck at right? one. We probably, most of us suck <laughs> at the majority of it that I kind of, in like a sycophantic kind of way, I kind of get excited sometimes when people get injured because I think it's a great opportunity for them to work on other parts of their fitness, not just as like, not just from, you know, the competitive fitness, because that's, that's not the point of this podcast, but also from the health side of things like an apes case, her back is hurt. Okay. Now we can work on things that you've maybe been neglecting or scaling maybe a little bit more than you need to, to get to the parts that you would like. Now your options are narrow we can either just miss everything and actually fill your biggest fears and dropping off and starting at ground zero. Or the reality is most injuries, you can bounce back pretty quick and you're really not going to lose that much strength or endurance. But in that short time, we can work on some skills that don't take that long, but because we all have egos, we don't want to work on them when I have other things to work on. But again, now that it's more narrow, I can work on it. Yeah. I am a six foot one, 205 pound guy. I shouldn't be as, oh God, it's going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back or I'm boosting my ego. You are. But you are, you, you I'm are. better at gymnastics. Well, well, I'm waiting. I'm going to build myself up just to, I'm the best I'm build gymnastics myself up just to knock myself gyms. down. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm better at gymnastics than what a person of my size typically is. And a lot of that has to do with my knee. I'm also, for a person of my size, much weaker than I should be, also because of my knee. So what I can continue, what I can do, or what I kind of force myself to do, and it wasn't early enough. I don't say this as the guy who's been doing CrossFit for 10 years, and I've had all the right answers for 10 years. I've been doing it for 10 years, and I've had all the right answers for well, not even all the right answers. I've had some of the right answers for two or three of the years. But what it forces you to kind of do is, okay, I can't continue to suck at everything. I got to work on getting good at something and working on right. and working on those areas. And I've seen it the other way too, where maybe a really good runner hurts their ankle on a run and they can't run anymore. I actually have people come in off the streets for this reason and try CrossFit. They're like, hey, I can't run anymore. I want to build up strength. What can I do? And they start squatting for the first time or they squat more than they ever have or deadlifting or just lifting in general because it doesn't take a whole lot of ankle flexion or extension. And then when their ankle does get healed up, they're a much better all around athlete and a much better runner because they're much more built all around. So it could injuries sometimes can be the best thing that happens to you. It's a good perspective. And there's also there's people that you can look kind of up to who have been injured and I already told Mr. Eric Messner that I was going to use him in this podcast as kind of an example of what you can do when you're injured. Charlie, I guess you know more about his injury. So for the peeps, it's his knee, right? He, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I've known Messner for years. He tore some ligaments in his knee, not at our gym, not that it really matters, but wasn't our fault. Wasn't wasn't our our fault. Fault. It was a freak accident either way. So I guess it could have been. It's the same end, end result. But yeah, tore some ligaments and you know, had to have the full surgery deal and a long, surgery. yeah, I mean, a long road of recovery. And I can't say mentally I, I, I would have been strong enough to do the same. But what he did a great job of is working on all things upper body. And as soon as, as, soon as he yeah. could... So I'll actually go. He was there. Yeah, he still showed up 
I don't think minus the, just the, you know, the surgery time that he had to kind of take off, but once he could actually hobble right. himself back into the gym, he was doing stuff on the side and he was doing a lot of upper body stuff. Cause that's what he was limited to. And he got jacked and super good looking. I've never <laughs> said this to his face. I, I still haven't, I'm saying it through a podcast, but now as a result of that, the dude is a gymnastics marvel. Like he's got oh, some he's of the amazing. best yeah. toes to bar and pull-ups and even his shoulder to overhead, like strict press and handstand push-ups and stuff like that because the dude was forced to. That's all he could do. And also, But he was so diligent. So yeah. Like, yeah. And the stuff he would do, I was like, oh, my God. Like all that tennis ball, like, Yeah. Yeah. And that was, a, that was the other great part about what his rehab was was he didn't just do the sexy stuff that makes you better at actually being an athlete. He act, he put in as much, if not more work on doing the recovery stuff. So that yeah. stuff where he just stands on one foot or you sit on a box and you just flex your knee right. or just walking. I mean, the dude was in the gym for an extra half hour, hour, most days getting better at it. And I think he was like back earlier than what they thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got some other PTs in the gym or sports docs in the gym um, that have kind of been his his uh, PT isn't at our gym, but they've kind of just been monitoring along because they care yeah. about him, and they're all very very impressed with how fast he's come back. Yeah, so that just goes to show you, like you don't have to sit on an injury. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fitter in certain ways from a performance aspect, and he's also functionally more fit. And also, like, health-wise, he's as, if not more, fit because he chose to do the sucky stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Very Mm -hmm. awesome. So, speaking of the sucky stuff, kind of wind down on the last, we got through, like, the mental stuff. And the sucky stuff is what sometimes you have to do to get over that injury, the mobility that none of us like to do, the little, littler things that can kind of bring us boredom. I guess it's not quite high intensity, but super important. And I just want people to know, like, if you come to a class and you, I mean, we are there to help you and we want you in there doing as much as you can or as much as you need to. So if you modify the workout to where it doesn't even look like the workout, we're all about that. It's, it might be boring, but I mean, we want to get, get you through that so how important i guess is what what i'm getting at is how important is that little stuff and i guess charlie i'll start with you more because you're kind of been coaching for a lot longer and you know the little the little stuff yeah is what you really yeah it's typically i can tell just from a, a mobility standpoint or just kinetically how somebody moves I can tell how somebody is going to get injured before they get injured because they move so poorly in certain ways. And just through, through the kinetic chain, it's like, okay, if this person deadlifts at a certain percentage or a certain intensity, this is going to hurt this. So mobility is super important. That's actually one of my uh, specialty backgrounds is corrective exercise. And I do movement assessments for people. And, have, and there's a couple of people who are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> probably screaming like, I sent a video. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I do. I, I, I've been neglectful. I just moved into a house this week. Give me a break. But I, I do movement assessments for people to kind of help with this. Because if you can't move well, you can't move with intensity. Because I don't think I've ever seen it to where somebody 
moves a certain way with no intensity or a PVC pipe. And then it just gets better when their heart rate jacks <laughs> to 160 and the way it is got like, it just doesn't, right. it just doesn't work that way. So ape, anything like, how would you well, get I, Yeah. I just think that the little things, the little things matter. And I, know that this, like... I don't know if this necessarily goes along with your question, but it's a little thing that is super important when we have new athletes or people new to CrossFit, they come in the door. We always, always, mm-hmm. always preach. And I might have the words messed up, but we always preach form intensity or form consistency and then intensity and so it's really important to kind of stay in that little trajectory of having good form before you and having good form and then moving to being consistent with that good form before you add weight or intensity to things because that's what will save you when you if you skip steps that's kind of when things get rocky so on top of mobility it's just about going about things taking time being patient yeah smart right and that's another right that could be another whole nother topic of getting getting that through people's heads of how how important that form is so we don't get those injuries yeah and maintaining good form even i mean even Um, if you have perfect form with lightweight once you start to get heavy you have to keep that same form you know (laughs) what 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no, you don't. That's just like little stuff yeah, that really sure. matters if people and that's focus in on it. For sure. For sure. Well, I don't know. I, I'm I kinda like talking more about like the mindset. Do you guys have any other little things to add on on the injury subject? I would say my biggest my biggest hopeful takeaway from people is on the spectrum of not knowing if it's not wanting to believe it's an injury that I can't get over and maybe working too hard through an injury or not knowing if it's soreness or an injury mm-hmm. or an injury. Right. The commonality there is just lack of information. What I would encourage that person to do is come into the gym or go into their gym and talk to their coach. We love talking to people. I love knowing what's going on in people's lives and how they're moving as athletes because it allows me to help them. If you don't want to seem like you're a drain on the coach, and I get that, you're not, but I get it, get through the warm-up. Get into the gym, get through the warm-up, and if it feels worse after you got warmed up or it doesn't feel any better, tell your coach. If you've gotten through the warm-up and you feel better, chances are it's not an injury. You're just sore, and actually working out is going to help you. That's, I think – that's, I think, the easiest takeaway from an injury thing. I love it. I love it. Good. Right. And I, I agree with Charlie. Shocking. Number two. I, wow. I know. 848. It's because I'm like hosting wow. this thing and I got to pretend like yeah. I'm like this common, like, oh, okay. I love you all. I'll have to yeah. attach all the screenshots after this to the, uh, the comments. <laughs> But really, yeah, as far as if you don't know if you're sore or injured, that's awesome information. But if you are injured to the point where you don't need like surgery or bed rest and you can still move around, we so encourage you to keep moving. And that's such a huge thing for your mindset. If you've done this for years and all of a sudden it just stops like moving and I'm finding that out daily. That if mm. I don't get my movement in mm. or my outside time, it really mm-hmm. does something to me like bad. And I, and yeah, you need to get back to like doing what feels good, even if it's in a completely right. different way. 
So Agreed. I don't know. My, Agreed. My 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 takeaway of this is even if you're even if you're injured, we still want to see that face. That's right. We don't we don't want to lose you for months on end. And chances are you don't want to lose a better version of yourself. Right. For sure. I don't know. That's that's my little two cents. And that's how AMC. My little. <laughs> and that's how it is. That's way gonna be. That's my bird's yeah. eye point that's of view. The... Yeah. Oh, if this was my podcast, that's... a bird's that's eye instantly going to be changed. Bird's eye point that's... of view, and that's a bird's eye view. A white bird's <laughs> point of view. <laughs> white bird's... Do you know that when can can I just add this little uh, tidbit to the Please podcast? Do. No when... chance. I cut it out when. When Lee and April were partners mm-hmm. in a sugar daddies and cougars, mm-hmm. yeah. So Lee's last name is Bird. Albino and pigeon is white. <laughs> Lee picked it. it. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I like that. She picked it. Albino I pigeon. What the heck? I don't know. It, let me let me also add. It took me way too long to catch on to what that was. To figure out what that was. Yeah, it wasn't instantly. I don't even think it was the same day. It was. It, it was probably. I think you just on. found out now. Yeah, like so right now. yeah, but like, yeah, years after the fact. Oh, that's my jaw. My jaw is on the floor. Anyway, great. he's creative. We'll yeah. get Lee on anyway. the podcast. Will will we? After after Sherrickin. Oh, we should get yeah. Sherrickin. Yeah. Like? Yeah. Oh. They're all going to agree to that. Fart <laughs> <laughs> noise. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, it was fun chit-chatting Thank with you, you all tonight. Yeah, thanks, ladies. And everyone else, enjoy your uh, <laughs> life. <laughs> you should have ended at bird's eye can. point of view, man. That was so much better. <laughs> And that's my bird's eye point of view. Thank you once again for listening to Talking Functional Fitness. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and rate on wherever you find your podcast. Make sure to also like and subscribe and follow CrossFit Frostbite and Talking Functional Fitness on all the social medias and YouTube as well. As always, everybody, stay frosty.